Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus declared, quote, If you, then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? The greatest impediment to us living a life of complete forgiveness toward others is that we don't really understand how bad we really are. Jesus actually said that we are, quote, evil. Let's open our Bible now that we might learn what true forgiveness toward others really looks like. Well, good morning, good early morning, and uh, welcome to uh, another teaching. It's uh, it's a good morning to be spending time with Jesus and uh, growing in Jesus and thinking about Jesus and having fellowship in Jesus and to and to be doing a teaching uh, for Jesus. And so, thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, it's early morning here in Texas, and uh, special thanks to. To Stephen, who, as I've said many times, is just uh, who heads up all of our technology and communications and and videos and that and just the whole team that that does all that. Uh, I'm just thankful to everyone. Um, but uh, but Stephen is with me always on every one of this these teachings. He's always been here. Um, and again, uh, Nathan and Kristen work work hard as well. Um, but uh, but he's here and. Uh, you know he's uh, he's he's really always willing if he can do it to, to accommodate my timing, um, and I'm a very early riser, and I and by nature it's not something I've ever had to try to do. Um, uh, Stephen is not a very early riser, you know, but uh, you know he'll he'll always work to to accommodate whatever time that I've I've studied up and I'm ready to do this. So I uh, you know thanks to him. Um, you know, he has to come in and get the studio ready and do all that stuff. And so I can just sit down and uh, and really does work hard to make things, uh, you know, just as as comfortable and easy for me as possible to teach the word of God. So thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. So uh, a new topic today. Again, as I've said, we're going to be doing some topicals. And again, uh, we did the series on how do I know that I'm really saved? And again, I just... And studying for that, preparing that, and teaching that, I found that to be perhaps the most important topic in, you know, in all of Christianity is that, you know, if I claim to be a Christian, how do I know that I really am? How do I know that I'm not, that I'm not someone who just thinks they're a Christian, but I've never genuinely received eternal life. I've never really trusted in Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and therefore I'm not headed to heaven and, and only eternal hell awaits. And so if you haven't heard that series, I would... Uh, I would urge you to go back and listen to it. So thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. So as I as I looked at the topics, as I've asked around, um, and the, and and uh, you know Nathan has sent me a list of topics of uh, that apparently are you know if you Google a list of topics of what uh, people you know have questions about, <clears throat> you know, uh, one of those is forgiveness, <clears throat> and uh, and so I don't know how many teachings we'll do on forgiveness. Um, but what I prepared for is uh, in this teaching, and I don't, this will probably be a two-part teaching, um, or maybe not two parts, but a two-teaching, you know, series, so to speak, on on forgiving others. Um, there seems to be in, in the church today uh, a misunderstanding, and oftentimes, you know, people will claim to be Christians, and yet 
they can consistently not live in a forgiving way toward others who have wronged them. And, uh, and, and really, there is no, no greater, say, there's, there's no bigger umbrage in the Bible than, than us as genuine believers in Jesus Christ not extending complete forgiveness to all those who have wronged us in any way. And certainly it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, some of us have been terribly wronged and, and betrayed and cheated and harmed and, and all of these things. Um, but at the same time, the scripture is, is unambiguous. Okay. It is not confusing. It is not nebulous. It is clear that, that, that we need to live in an increasing complete and total forgiveness in any and all human relationships, okay? Um, obviously, we need to forgive ourselves, and we'll talk about that in a future teaching. And we may even need to, to forgive God, right? And that's something we'll talk about in a future teaching as well. So, Father, we do thank you for your, <clears throat> your mercy, your favor, your goodness, and your grace on our lives. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you that we have our Bible, the living word of God. But Father, above all, we thank you for Jesus, our only Lord and Savior and Master and King. Lord Jesus, we thank you for becoming a human man for us. We thank you for living a perfect righteous life on our behalf that we could never live. We thank you for dying a torturous death on our behalf that we should have died. We thank you that you're alive and risen. We worship you today, our only Savior and Master and King and Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open your word. We ask you to give us eyes that see, ears that hear. Give us hearts that understand in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, so the topic is forgiving others, right? And we're going to study what the scripture says on, on, on first of all, what is forgiveness, okay? Um, and, and just to give you some things, it's not, okay? Um, for, for us to say, I forgive you, but to continue to still have anger and bitterness and frustration, complete irritation with someone, that's not, that's not genuine biblical forgiveness. Uh, people will say, well, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. That's not genuine biblical forgiveness. Now, I was uh, I was on an email where where man pointed out, you know, how do we you know, how do we forget? OK. And so when the Bible says to forget, it, it's not saying that that somehow the wrong that was done to you is just completely and totally washed from your intellect or from your existence. And, you know, you've you, as, as if you never as if it never happened. OK, to, to forgive and forget means that. When when the when the wrong comes to your mind or, or however you've been been hurt or harmed or betrayed comes to your mind, whatever the person has, however they have wronged you, it it, it doesn't it doesn't bother you anymore. Right. You're not angry. You actually want, you know, you want the blessing of Jesus on that person. Your heart goes out to him. You want what's what's best for them. Now, you know, that level of forgiveness is the ultimate level of what the, the scriptures mean to forgive. Now, that, that, that sometimes is a process, right? We have to mature into that. 
And the more we grow in Christ, the more we will have this kind of forgiveness. But make no mistake, this is what the scripture means when it when it says to forgive. The ultimate meaning of forgiveness is not only have you forgiven the person, but you really want what's best for them. You would you would have a heart to pray for them. You don't at all hold, you know, however you were wronged or betrayed or hurt or harmed against them. And, and you would even pray for their soul, pray for their family, pray for the Lord's best on them. So let that sink in, okay? And so where we're going to begin today is, is what is the greatest problem facing us? What is, what is the foundational reason as to why it can be so hard for us to forgive others? And, and really, there is one, one foundational reason why it's, why it's hard for us to forgive others. And that reason is because we don't understand, we don't really understand how bad we really are. We don't understand how sinful we really are, okay? The, the reason it may be hard for you to forgive someone else, and this may, may even be hard for you to hear, is because you don't know how really bad you are, right? If, if we really understood our level of sinfulness and how flat evil that we ourselves really are, then, then our forgiveness toward others would be substantially easier. And so let that sink in and let's go to Matthew 7. And I'm going to read verses 9 to 12. And Jesus is going to say something remarkable here. Now, remember, he's talking to his disciples. He's talking to the apostles, okay? And so pretty much anyone listening to this now would almost certainly say that, that Jesus' apostles and the great Simon Peter and, and John and, and all the people that we, we kind of revere, right, um, as, as in, in the early church, as the disciples and apostles of Jesus, we would say that they're better people than us, right? But look what Jesus says to them here. And let's, let this sink in. Matthew 7, verses 9 to 12. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? Verse 11. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And then the famous verse 12, So then in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. This sums up the law and the prophets. Wow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, very, again, profound verses. And obviously what I was driving at that is verse 11. So let verse 11 sink into you. Jesus could have used any words, okay? Every word in the Bible is the word of God. Let that sink in. It's the word of God. Sometimes you and I can read the scriptures and we really don't know what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the actual words of God the Father, God the Son Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. Remember, the universe was created by the word of God, okay? Remember Genesis 1, God said he spoke his word, let there be light, and there was light, okay? So the universe was created by the word of God. So when Jesus says in Matthew 7, verse 11, 
If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? I remember when my daughter Kristen came to genuine saving faith in Christ, and she was a certain inspiration for the, the last the last series of how do I know that I'm really saved, right? Again, that was a five teaching series. Each teaching was, was done so it could stand on its own, but really they build on one another. And again, I would encourage you to, to, to go through those teachings because Kristen, you know, Kristen was, was raised as a Christian and she had prayed with me to receive Jesus Christ, you know, over and over and over and over, maybe 20 times, 30 times, who knows? Um, when, when she grew up, you know, I baptized her when she was, when she was 14 years old. And yet when she graduated college, you know, she didn't see a whole lot of meaning in her life and a lot of purpose. And, uh, and she just asked me about it one day. And, uh, and I, and I said to her, you know, Kristen, I don't, you know, it's a good possibility. You're not saved. You're not truly saved. And, And she didn't doubt it. And, and she then did pray with me to receive Christ but it was different than the other times. She prayed out of a knowing hopelessness, a knowing emptiness, a knowing desperation and helplessness. She wanted Jesus and she cried out to Jesus and she wanted him not only for the forgiveness of her sins in the next life, but she wanted him right now. And you can almost see the, the eternal life get on her. And I, you know, and I said all that to say is that in the early days, in those first few months, she was really taken back by this scripture in Matthew 7, 11. And, and, you know, she would say, I I mean, could Jesus say anything more forceful, more harsh? I mean, again, he's speaking again to his disciples now and and the crowd at large. And he just tells everyone he's talking to. Could be 5,000, 10,000 people. And certainly he's looking directly at his disciples as well. And he says to them, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Let that sink in. How does Jesus look at a crowd of people and that he barely knows a dozen of them, and yet he calls every single person not like, you know, not like kind of bad. He doesn't call them like, you know, you're struggling, you got, you got a few things out of place here and there. If you then, though you are evil, you know, seriously, could he have used a more harsh word? Could he have used a more forceful word? He really couldn't. What is a a worse word to call someone than evil? Think about that. When you call someone evil, you are just saying at the core of their being, they are, they're evil. And as Kristen used to say, you're evil and you could somehow do good by your kids, (laughs) right? You know, how much more is our father in heaven, you know, who's, who's perfect, who's holy, gonna, gonna bless those who, you know, uh, who call on him and who call on him in prayer earnestly. So, but, but the point of this is if you're struggling with unforgiveness, The first thing for you to recognize, the first thing for me to really to to really get deep in our soul is that we are all as bad as those who have wronged us in certain ways. Now, let that sink in. 
you know, there's a, there's a good possibility you haven't done the exact things that, that were done to you, okay? However, you've been wronged. And certainly I haven't done the exact things of how people have wronged me. But I have certainly done other things that haven't been done to me. I have spoken to people in ways. I have, I have been sinful in ways. All of us have been sinful in ways to others that they have not been to us. Every human being is selfish. That's what sin is, and the Bible says we're all sinners. All of us have been self-serving. We all want our own way. So the first aspect of learning how to forgive others is really knowing that you yourself, that I myself, really am evil in our own right. Okay, now that may be a hard thing for many of us to hear. Okay, it really may, but I didn't say it. This is Jesus himself, the son of God, God the son. When Jesus spoke, it was the word of God. Okay, it's in the Bible. These are the words of Jesus. Again, he's looking at a sea of people that he doesn't know personally. You know, he certainly knows the 12 and he says to them all, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So, Father, we ask you to help us with this principle. Help us, Father, that we might live in a life of, that we might live a life of complete forgiveness toward one another, that we might genuinely forgive all those who have wronged us in every manner and in every way. Father, help us to understand our own need of complete forgiveness. Help us to understand that we are hopeless, helpless, desperate, evil sinners, and that we are so bad that we deserve an eternity in hell. And that only in Jesus Christ our Lord, only in receiving you, Jesus, can we be forgiven of our sin, delivered from the wrath of our heavenly Father, delivered from eternal hell, and to go to heaven when we die. Help us, Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So a quick comment on verse 12, Matthew 7, 12. So in everything, you know, I've heard people, I've heard uh, celebrities, I've heard, I've heard this verse quoted, Matthew 7, 12. And you know, most people who quote this verse don't know where it comes from, all right? It comes from Jesus. It comes from the famous Sermon on the Mount and uh, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. And in verse 12, Jesus says, so in everything, these are the words of Jesus, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Every one of us wants forgiveness shown to us. Every one of us doesn't want to be identified by our worst moments. None of us would want to be judged by our worst moments, by our worst times, all right? And again, there's this natural, human, sinful, evil tendency for us to think that our worst moments are not as bad as other people's worst moments. But again, that's because we don't have eyes to see how deeply selfish, self-centered, and self-serving we have really been, right? Um, it's... Again, it, we may not have done as much 
outwardly wrong, but we may have have done more inwardly wrong. We have just we, we perhaps have been more greedy, more self-serving, more selfish, more more indifferent, less compassionate, less merciful. Right. We, we, we have treated people with contempt, not caring whether they live or die. And that's a level of evil that the Bible points out can be far worse than our than outward, outward, uh, you know, outward sins. And so it's uh, again, it's something that we want to really get, really get established, that we understand that God has given his word, that, that we are called to, to, to forgive all those who have wronged us. And it comes from a foundation of knowing that we ourselves are evil, deserve an eternity in hell, and that we have been rescued by the tremendous mercy of Jesus Christ. And we are called to extend that mercy to everyone. Look at Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. All right, it's on this, this same point, right? Paul says in Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Oftentimes, these qualities, bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. What's malice? Malice is when you want harm to come from someone. Here's the scripture saying, get rid of it all completely. Okay, bitterness, that's just a rooted unforgiveness. You're just bitter against that person for either all they've done to you or all they haven't done that, they, that you believe they shouldn't have done. Get rid of it all. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Again, these things come from a heart of unforgiveness. Look at verse 32, Ephesians 4, 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. How were we forgiven in Christ by our Heavenly Father? We were completely forgiven. Our sin has been completely washed away in the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord, right? Never to be held against us, not one bit. And that's what we're called to do. So again, Hopefully this is making sense to you. Again, I understand this may be hard, but make no mistake, this is the road. Forgiving others, and again, we'll talk about forgiving yourself, and, 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 and again, uh, many of us can be upset. I've been irritated, you know, with my Heavenly Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit for just allowing things to come into my life and not knowing why they would allow some things. And I've been frustrated and angry. And of course, I always repent and say, I'm sorry. And we don't, you know, obviously there's nothing real that we need to be forgiving God for. But, uh, but you know, just in our own minds, we, we, you know, God could have let us down. Our heavenly father could have let us down so much. Jesus could have disappointed us so much. You know, we may have to forgive him. Okay. Even though obviously they, they, you know, uh, there's no rational, you know, reason for us to forgive them, but we could be holding, you know, things against, uh, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord Jesus. Look at Matthew 7, verses 1 and 2. And, and this, is, this is a sobering scripture here, okay? As you heard me say, every one of us, as Jesus said, 
Matthew 7, 12, so in everything, do to others what you'd have them do unto you. This sums up the whole Old Testament, Jesus just said, uh, Matthew 7, 12, the law and the prophets, okay? The first five books of the Old Testament and then the other 34 books are summed up in Matthew 7, 12. It's, the, the, it's a profound statement more than we can, we can possibly understand. And all of us, again, want forgiveness to be shown us. None of us would like to be identified by our worst moments. But if we won't do that, if we won't relent, look at what we can expect in life. Look at Matthew 7, verses 1 and 2. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Wow. All right. So let's, let's, let's step back for a minute and let, let these verses really sink in. Matthew 7, 1 and 2. We're going to explain what Jesus means here. And then we're going to wrap this teaching up. Matthew 7, 1 and 2. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Wow. That is, a, that, is a very, that is a very scary verse. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So you can see that there is a spiritual law. Jesus, God the Son, full-blown Almighty God, just told us there is a spiritual law written in the universe. That in the measure we use, it'll be measured to us. Okay. Now, listen, I, we're going to talk about here when we wrap up that that some of you listening to this might might come away saying, golly, I've been so unforgiving. And, and that's good if you have, because the good news is you can repent. Okay. And we're going to repent when we close this teaching for all unforgiveness in our lives, when we've treated with others with unforgiveness, when we read that we have been judgmental and critical and, and condescending and even had malice in our hearts toward one another, and, and we don't want that to be measured to us. And, and maybe the fear of God is coming over us as it should be, right? Uh, the, the You know, in Proverbs 1, you know, it says the fear of the Lord is the, the beginning of knowledge, Okay, meaning you can't really know anything because it's the beginning of knowledge. If the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and you don't really understand what the fear of the Lord is, which is another teaching. My son-in-law, Nathan, brought that up to me. Um, if you don't know what the fear of the Lord is, then, then, then you don't have even the beginning of knowledge of what it means to effectively walk out this life in relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord, with your heavenly Father, and with the Holy Spirit. Wow. So what does he mean here? Do not judge, or you too will be judged. The scripture calls us to make judgments, meaning we're called to, you know, with a, with, you know, with a, with a clean heart to call right, right, and wrong, wrong. Okay. Beginning with ourselves and then with others. Okay. We're called to stand on the word of God. We're called to, to call sin, sin first in our own life and then in others, and we're called to, uh, to call wrong, wrong, okay? So we're called to make judgments. What Jesus is talking about here is we're not called to be judgmental. We're not called to be critical. We're not called to be 
condescending, right? We're not called to think of ourselves to be superior and to look down on others and to be judgmental and critical and condescending of their failures. That's what he means here. Do not judge. Do not be judgmental. Don't be critical. Don't be condescending. Don't think yourself superior and innocent. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. Wow. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So as I said, all of us, when we hear that, ought to get a little bit of perspective. Every one of us. I know when I say that, the fear of the Lord comes over me. Now, here's the good news. If you recognize right now, and you should, and I should, that we have not lived a life of forgiveness based on the definition that I've put forth, we can repent right now. And in repentance, we can escape this, okay? We can escape this at a, at a very meaningful level. What do I mean? The issue is always not what we've done, but the issue is that we haven't repented. If we go before Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, I have judged. I have been judgmental. I have been critical, Lord. I've been condescending. I've acted in a way that's superior, Lord. And I'm afraid I don't want you to measure that to me. And you can earnestly go before him and repent. And I mean, you know, uh, you can, you know, you can, you can, you can sidestep that genuine repentance. You could sidestep maybe 90, 95% of the, of the discipline that might otherwise come on you and might come on me from our heavenly father. You know, he still very possibly and probably will, will put us through some discipline, but it could be a 5% of what could be a hundred percent of, you know, severity. Meaning if you come at these verses and you say, I'm just going to pay no attention to them, you can expect these verses to be meted out to you in exactly the way you've meted them out. And we really don't know, again, how bad we, we really are. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So again, You've heard this, just repent with me now because that's what I want to do. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. I humble myself before you, Lord Jesus. And I do, Lord, forgive others. And I ask you to help me to walk in really what it means to be a, a loving and complete forgiveness, even as I've been forgiven in you. Forgive me, Lord Jesus, for the way that I've been judgmental or critical or condescending or acted in a superior way. Forgive me, Lord Jesus, of this unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I don't, I don't want that to be measured to me. So Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for your pardon. Father, I ask for your mercy and your blessing and your favor and your salvation to come to all those that have wronged me. Father, we love you. We bless you and we praise you. Holy Spirit, we ask you to seal this message to our hearts now. We thank you for it. We thank you, Father. Help us to live a life of genuine and complete and Christ-centered forgiveness to everyone in our lives, past, present, and future. In Jesus' name, and for Jesus' sake, amen and amen.